Think you know the Brooks Ghost? Think again. Introducing the all-new, better-than-ever Ghost 16. Now with nitrogen-infused cushioning for lightweight, supreme softness that feels good every step, every street, every single day. So go ahead, take your daily joyride in the all-new nitrogen-infused Ghost 16. It'll turn your everyday miles into everyday endorphins. Let's run there. Head to brooksrunning.com to learn more. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome in to DNVR Rams Live, presented by High Plains Strains, the Northeastern Colorado dispensary providing top quality cannabis and a wide variety of products. If you give them a visit, be sure to mention DNVR to take advantage of their deals. Good morning, y'all. We're back. We're talking a really interesting news development with the Mountain West and Pac-12 Schedule Alliance. We're going to get into that here in just a second. Can't wait. Um, Obviously, we're going to set the scene for a must-win game for CSU in the Norvell Bowl 2.0 against Nevada. They're almost wins now. Yeah, it's true. Gotta love it. Yeah, it's fun. Got, Got games that matter in November, which is something that has just not been the case very frequently over the years. Uh, we're, first things first, Dre, this is the first time I have been able to talk with you about that San Diego State win. Been out of the office mm. with bronchitis. Been super annoying. But uh, the Rams coming off of a, a big win over San Diego State. It wasn't always pretty, but they got the run game going. Defensively, they were pretty stout. What were your thoughts on that that big win over the Aztecs? One ugly. One ugly. And uh, I've been talking about identity and big plays. And the big plays had to come in unconventional ways. I mean, Holker gets a wildcat touchdown. The one passing tud is not thrown by BFN. It is, in fact, thrown by Torrey Horton. Um, right? Passing it wasn't touchdown. a touchdown, but it was like oh, a 50-yard gain. Yeah. I mean, kind of the, the big play that stands out to me. The run game is kind of leading the way. Um, so winning differently, winning ugly. Winning a bit old school and the defense holding up really well for three quarters. Then those two kind of long drives get you in the fourth. But I mean, they, they burned enough clock to where it was fine. I thought it was huge just from a game management perspective, especially coming off of that win or loss, obviously, against Wyoming, where you have the three second half turnovers from BFN that just proved to be costly. The the botch snap, I'm not sure was was his fault, but I just really like that they didn't try and do too much. They established that lead. There were some missed opportunities to really extend the lead early. They could have put the final dagger in at the beginning of the fourth quarter. They're running the ball down their throats, and unfortunately, Van Shield has an untimely fumble. But I do think, foundationally, there was a lot to build off of. I thought it was encouraging. And while I think it's really easy to sit here and be like, man, they should have just played the, the true freshman from day one, I think that's overlooking the fact that takes a while for 18-year-olds to get comfortable within the system. You've got to know your reads. They've got to be able to trust you in pass pro. And really, I think it's more complicated than that. I, I do think we saw them, you know, over the last month, kind of going back to that UNLV game, making some progress in the run game. And it, it wasn't always sexy. 
but they were stubborn and they stuck to it. And now I think that's going to be a big part of them either having success down the stretch here or ultimately missing out on a bull. I mean, I think it's honestly kind of besides the point. The 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 breakout came when it came, and that's the thing about breakouts. They they come when they come. And I mean, just having Marshall as this extra weapon in your arsenal entering uh, you know, the tough season in November where this running the rock is paramount. It's key. And I mean it's how much of this backfield, I always, you know, preseason, I'm always talking about backfields. Is there a backfield that I trust? How much can a BFN Marshall backfield going into next season be something that you're really looking forward to and getting hyped about? This whole season, I've kind of been waiting for that identity we kind of saw in the showdown <clears throat> to manifest itself and truly become the offensive identity. And in some ways, this is a different development. This is not what I expected. I think it's somewhat they had to adapt just because of yeah. the turnovers. Yeah. They are going to be a big passing offense. They're a top t- 10 passing offense in the country. Part of it, I think, was it helped that they got Avery Morrow back. He's been dinged up for most of yep. the year. He's still dinged up. I think a lot of guys in his situation would just call it a year, but he's he's really tough. I will say, all of a sudden, you feel pretty good, I think, about the the trio of running backs between Shield, Morrow, and... Uh, Justin Marshall, who's yeah. coming off of the breakout performance, you're hoping next year, Damian Henderson, the, the highest-rated recruit from this past class, is able to break out. He got injured earlier this year as well. So it, it's been a tough spot. They've had a lot of rotation, I think, that they didn't necessarily expect coming in the year. They had some guys that they were probably hoping to redshirt had Kobe Johnson and Avery been able to stay healthy and, and carry that load the entire way. Yeah, But I do think it's massive in these next two games. And... I, I think this is a good opportunity to try and run the ball against a Nevada team that's you know given up about 170 yards per game on the ground. You have to play the bully. 183, even more. The only thing about the Marshall breakout that you makes you say what if is like, could he have played more in the Wyoming game? That's the one like kind of identity game where you feel like, oh man, we could have really used the kid. They could have used those explosive runs Mm -hmm. for sure. I Mm -hmm. think that's probably a fair question and one that we just don't know. I mean, it it literally could have been a situation where it's like the staff, okay, he finally is getting the reads right or he's finally got the chemistry. I don't know. They certainly could have used him and I understand when you see a guy be that explosive, his first three touches go for 50 yards. It's, you know, oh, God, where, where the hell has this guy been all season? <laughs> yeah, no kidding. But it, it is important that they've been able to establish it. And what's huge now is he can play in these final regular season games as well as a potential bowl, assuming CSU makes it. Big knock on wood, big if at this point. But And keep his eligibility intact, which is really exciting. What a beautiful thing. And I mean, having that breakout this week could be... I mean, two favorable matchups, and then who knows what else? Uh, yeah, could really set up nicely. I mean, what a nice way to start a career. What was the hype on him coming into, you know, like off the recruiting trail and everything? He had Big Ten interest. He's from a really small town, Merrillville, Indiana. Merrillville, yeah. Um, he had some ACC interests, a little bit of Big Ten. I think K-State was the the Power 5 team that probably had the best oh. chance to land them outside of CSU. Kansas State and Washington State are schools that recruit very heavily within the same circles as CSU. He's huge. He's a he's a huge addition for this program. You just see 
how fluid he is in the open field. Some of those yeah. quick cuts and then the burst mm-hmm. to accelerate past the defender. It's just something we haven't seen all year. And I- I've said it from the get-go. Van Shield runs hard as hell. It's a really cool story. A walk-on that basically earns snaps out of necessity and has been able to carve out this role. Yeah. But he doesn't have that same breakaway speed that a guy like Marshall does. And neither does Morrow at the moment. We saw that last year, but just with the injuries, he doesn't quite have that next gear. Mm-hmm. God, Marshall does. And what's even more impressive about it is you just see how fluid he is laterally and then going into that yeah. direct speed. I mean, kind of looks like Marshall Falk out there. 100%. I mean, we've talked explosives. We've talked big plays, how important those are for this offense. And what a key. What a key to have a weapon like this. Um, and I mean, so many of the great Rams teams of yesteryear have had great running backs attached to them. Well, so, I mean, you think about Capri Bibbs and Dalen Dawkins, yeah, or if you want to go, absolutely. I mean, old school, obviously, it's yeah, even more real. You know, Cecil the Diesel, ones. Kevin Bell, yeah. or Kyle Bell. Can't believe I got Kevin McDougal and Kyle Bell mixing two great there running backs' go. names. Uh-huh. I mean, they have had just so many studs over the year. It's, it's, it's been an element of that offense that's missing and it's definitely something they need to replicate from that san diego state win i just a couple other things and we're going to actually talk about this pac-12 mountain west scheduling merger and then we'll focus more on nevada again at the end um they got to win the turnover margin they did have that costly fumble in the fourth quarter yeah but they didn't have the devastating turnovers repeatedly like they did against wyoming they were able to get a couple of turnovers. San Diego State muffs the punt. You know, you get an interception. It, it no. was just a lot of timely plays. The sack from Mo Kamara to start mm-hmm. the game, which, by the way, going one-on-one in your own end zone with Mo coming at you, that's just coaching Pretty neglect silly. on the Aztecs. Pretty silly, and, yeah. Uh, anything else, though, that you think they need to replicate? No, I mean, the defense dominated the line of scrimmage. Three sacks, seven tackles for a loss compared to none from San Diego State. Who would have thought the Rams would have outran them? Not just yards-wise, but more rushing attempts, 44 to 32. Talk about identity, man. I mean, against a team that all they can do is run the ball, really. They beat them at their own game, to be honest. This was a very San Diego State-esque win. You had to kick some field goals after driving down their throat. Some missed opportunities in the past game. Um, But ultimately, I I thought this was in... Norvell had used this term a lot, like competitive stamina. I, I thought this stamina, I thought this was a really just encouraging victory considering how the last three weeks had played out. Two rivalry losses. You were right there against UNLV and Air Force. UNLV, obviously, a really fun story. But this very easily could have been a situation where you let an average at best San Diego State yeah. team with a lot of veterans with the physical presence come in and bully you because your head's not in it, your heart's not in it. This team keeps fighting, and it it does give me some hope, you know, moving forward that they are going to be able to pull this out despite the fact that you've got a quirky game with more rivalry context than there normally would be against Nevada okay. and going to the island. We've said it a million times. Oh, is, my gosh. Yeah. We've said it a million times, and yet it got us this week. But back to the Rams. Easy to overlook the win, maybe. Obviously, San Diego State, not great this year. But I think it's an important sign of maturity for this Jay Norvell tenure that they were able to win despite not having their A-game offensively. Spot on. I mean, win ugly. It's like Middle Tennessee State. It wasn't perfect, but it's just 
it's the type of game the program has not won yep. in recent years. They're maturing to the middle class of the conference, I think. I think that's uh, well said. That's huge. That's really huge. We're going to talk more about this Nevada matchup, the Norvell Bowl 2.0, as some wow. are branding it. But I do want to shout out the homies over at Hero Bread. If you need a low-carb option to fit your lifestyle, maybe some dietary constraints, you should try Hero Bread. It's an awesome low-carb, high-protein, high-fiber option. They've got bread. They've got buns. They've got tortillas. They've got it all. You know, sometimes you get products that are better for you and they taste like cardboard, not Hero Bread. Got all the taste and texture of the original stuff. They basically took it and they made it good for you, which is pretty dang impressive. Right now, Hero Bread offering the DNVR fam 10% off their first order. Just go to Hero.co, use our code DNVR on Hero Bread today. That's H-E-R-O dot C-O to save 10% today. Also, got to shout out our new partners, the new presenting sponsors, High Plains Strains. Oh. High Plains Strains provides top quality cannabis and a wide variety of products. Check them out for your needs, including edibles, high potency concentrates, some of the best flour in the state. There's three High Plains Strains location in Colorado, one on Log Lane Village, one in Garden City, and one in Sedgwick. So if you're in northeastern Colorado, they're the dispensary for you. You can pick up at their locations. You can order online. They have drive throughs even, man. That's it's a beautiful thing. I, I was I joking the other day how far thing. we have come as a society. It's insane. You tell 18-year-old JTM this uh, back in the day who was like getting in people's cars. Anyways, that's, that's just besides stupid. the point. It's just stupid. It's really miraculous. Nothing better than a drive throughout the dispensary, frankly. So clutch. Use that code DNVR online or mention DNVR in stores now through Green Friday, which is November 24th. Get a half Ooh. ounce for 45 bucks. Other Green Friday deals are a full ounce for 80. You can get Veritas 8s for 25, Mammoth 1 gram cartridges for 15, and Exquisite Extracts 4 for 40. Make sure you remember to use that code DNVR online or mention DNVR in stores to take advantage of these high plain strains holiday deals. Nice. All right. Big news. Big news coming from Ross Dellinger yeah. of Yahoo Sports. This has been in the works for a while. We talked to Joe Parker and uh, Gloria Navarez before the start of the Washington State game. And they were open that the potential of a schedule alliance was was on the table, so this isn't shocking or anything like that. Uh, But let me just run through some of these details real quick, and then I want to get your gut. Basically, and again, I do want to make sure we're crediting Ross Dellinger of Yahoo Sports, though technically I learned a lot of this stuff months ago. It doesn't matter. (laughs) Likely going to be a 7-1 and format where the Mountain West teams play seven league games as well as one game against Oregon State or either Washington State. Uh, Oregon State and Washington State would not be eligible for the Mountain West championship. Those games would not actually count as conference games. Yes, Those two schools would essentially operate independently, but under the Pac-12 banner for the IP, for the money that's coming in. They have a two-year grace period until they have to get to 10 teams, or eight teams, I should say. It's a beautiful thing. The Mountain West TV deal expires after 25-26. It seems very likely that we're heading towards a reverse merger. Um, The agreement is expected to include a lucrative financial package for Mountain West members, which makes sense. Why would you agree to the scheduling alliance if there's not anything in it for you? Yep, yep. More importantly, though, And this is from Ross Dellinger of Yahoo. Part of the agreement includes a financial penalty that can be levied upon Oregon State and Washington State if the two programs attempt to acquire only a portion of Mountain West schools in the future. So they're 
not going to just be able wow. to ransack the league. It looks like we're heading more towards a, a true reverse merger with all 14. A little surprising to me, but that also, that, that's kind of ambiguous. We don't know what that financial penalty would be. The language ambiguous enough uh, with, what is it? Part of the agreement includes a financial penalty. That, uh, two programs. So basically, if, if only a portion. Yeah, like if they just try and take the top four. is defined, I think is yeah. really important, right? Because the opposite of a portion is like a majority. Which makes you would sense. Need 70, you would need the majority of the league to vote to dissolve the Mountain West. It could happen. Yeah. And if that were to happen, if you're a program like Nevada, for instance, or you know Hawaii, San Jose State, you're probably not feeling stoked. Wyoming maybe uh, could get left behind in that instance. I've been open that I, sh- I really want CSU and Wyoming to stay together regardless of what happens. Yeah, um, big time. And then, I mean, there was talk of the Dakota in the past, right? The and Dakota that, that could certainly be on the table as uh-huh. well. Or maybe uh-huh. you try and kneecap the AAC and take some of these Texas schools that they've added. Do you go east and add a Tulane? I mean, there's... How juicy would be adding more, uh, you know, service schools to pair with Air Force B. Yeah, since go, those go are get obviously Navy and Army. Brands. Yeah. I don't know if I want more service academy games just as somebody that has to deal with it. I know, yeah. that. uh, Though it would be uh, Craig Bull's dream. Oh, yeah. It'd it'd be right at home. Yeah. So you bring in North Dakota State and South Dakota State too? Like we could be the weirdest conference (laughs) in America because you would have just like six teams that are going to run the wing tee and then you're going to have the air raid on the West Coast. Could be this close to intramural rugby, you yeah. know, just like, yeah, we're almost there, man. We're almost, inter- you know, no, this, I, I'm making a joke. I'm not intramural was because there's not a lot of collegiate. No, rugby. yeah, exactly. That's, that it's, was the only, it's a really interesting time. Um, I love that you got right into the long-term implications. Well, because that's, that's of call. It's all that matters. Next year becomes very intriguing. Your schedule. Yeah. I mean, you're likely going to be playing one of Washington state or Oregon state. I think Oregon State's a better program, so Washington State may be a more winnable game, but maybe we were supposed to go to Oregon State in 2020. Maybe you get that game back. I, I know some Ram fans would enjoy the opportunity to go to Corvallis. It's going to be interesting. There are some other schools that already have Oregon State and Washington State on the s- schedule over the next couple of years. And right. Of course, the Rams just played a yeah, home and away. And kind of fortunate because yeah. if, if you are one of those teams that already has them on the schedule, it stays and you're just going to play both. Wow. Which would be tough. More immediate implications. Do you think this is the one P5 school they have on the schedule or they still schedule another P5, and there's going to be the showdown, right? Well, all, all these schedules are... I mean, next year they play Texas and CU. So they open the season in Austin. They play the showdown in Fort Collins. Now you're adding a third P5 school into the right. mix. So, I mean, it's going to be a and, tough schedule. And that would be in the the meat of the conference schedule, essentially. Yeah. It wouldn't be during the out of conference in September. Which that I mean that that can be good or bad for it you. It sure can. That's like exactly you'd certainly right. rather play Washington State right now than That's you exactly did in week right. one. But keeping the Pac twelve alive, phenomenal. All for it. I mean, these conferences have too much history to just fall into Absolutely. the sea. Keeping the regional ties a beautiful thing. 
a beautiful thing. So glad the Mountain West is able Little to get sense. in on this. Absolutely. How this progresses will be very intriguing. Does the Pac-12, if this is in fact the direction we're going in in the next two years, maintain its Power 5 status? And, you know, what does that mean for an auto bid to the conference champion in the 12-team playoff? (laughs) Both immediately when that conference is made of just two teams and in a couple years when this potential expansion has been uh, culminated. Yeah, it's you know that some if you're the Big Ten, if you're the SEC, you're gonna push for the Pac-12 to lose that auto bid. I don't know though. I don't know if the Big Twelve, for instance, is so much better than that league that it. I mean, it it, it would certainly have the upper hand, but a Big Twelve without Texas and Oklahoma, I mean, yeah, you added UCF and Cincinnati and some very respectable programs, but Oregon State is every bit as respectable as any of those teams. Washington State has their moments in the sun. If you get Boise State and San Diego State back to where they typically are, I mean, CSU and Wyoming elevating in a major way would certainly help the cause. Because Air Force has been right there. The whole story would have to be written. The last big shakeup and realignment, the teams who've really, like, gone up are the Mountain West teams that upgraded to the P5. Nobody's done it better than TCU or Utah, TCU including Utah. CU are the teams who, from those Power 5 conferences that w- they went to, have been in the playoffs. And now Utah's just found a way to it. get into a P5, yeah. too. Yeah. It's very interesting. One thing's for sure, though. If this merger is culminated, either the G5 or P5 will be no more. One of those becomes the G4 or P4, yeah? Yeah. So, one way or another, this will be a, a true shakeup in how we think of things um, as far as CSU's perspective goes, no, it's not getting into the Big 12 in 2014 when it's the OG Big 12 and they've got Texas and Oklahoma, which was the hope back when Jim McElwain was in the picture. It's not getting into the Pac-12 without USC or, you know, with USC and Oregon and all these teams that decided to leave. I do think, though, monetarily from a national landscape being more visible and just the overall intrigue and competitiveness of the league, this is a good spot for CSU. It's a better spot than they are currently in so long as they end up in this picture somehow or another. Yeah. um, And I mean, look, you're kind of in a position right now where the conference, because the AAC's already been kind of poached. Yeah, yeah, put the camera on me while I'm talking. Um... (laughs) <laughs> no, you're fine. Uh, because the AAC's already been kind of poached, the Mountain West is the last kind of appealing like G5 group. And you're in this position now, and you got to make the best of it. And I think this... I mean, you have a chance this to is own probably the West Coast the window. Yeah. The Big Ten's going to yeah. have their little yeah. chunk with those teams. Yeah. But, I mean, you have a chance to really dominate. I, we've got a couple of fun questions here uh, from Dylan and Joey. I'll start with Dylan. What would be your dream 12 merger conference? Um so, I mean, Oregon State, let's just do it realistically. Oregon State, Washington State, San Diego State, Boise State, UNLV, Vegas is a growing scene, mm-hmm. CSU, that's six. You said Wyoming. Wyoming. San Jose State? No. 
What? Nah, I wouldn't take San Jose. Oh my god. They don't have any support. Nobody cares about him. I mean, you said Fresno? I would take Fresno. That'd be eight. You said Air Force. I have not said Air Force yet, but I would take them. That's nine. New Mexico, nine. maybe for hoops. Have you counted um Oregon State and Washington yeah, so we got State? Yeah, Oregon State, Washington State, those two. Then you're gonna take from the, the top Mountain West schools, you're gonna take CSU, Air Force, Wyoming. That's five. Boise State, Fresno State, UNLV, that would be eight. I think you have to do Hawaii. There's such a travel nuisance, though. It's a great recruiting territory. It's a great story. It's a cool program. The college football fan in me says, yes, take Hawaii because they're fun. And like when that program's been good, they're good. They're fun. People get behind them. Like it's a good, it's one of the better college football brands that's not a blue blood brand out there. Yeah, it is weirdly kind of a national brand. Yeah. Um, I just don't know. I don't think they actually improved the league, but I would bring them just because they're fun. No, I mean, they don't. That'd be nine. <laughs> um, I don't know if I would do 12, to be honest. I think I would do a 10-team league and then leave well, the possibility. Well, I mean, it's your dream league. Who would be, like, the two outsiders you'd poach to make it 12? Uh, in a couple years, I would leave it at eight leave some leeway open for a couple years and hope that like Arizona state and some of these teams have common sense after spending millions of dollars for years on end. Arizona apparently can't, they're like a billion dollars in debt. There's reports that they might have to drop athletics altogether. And now they're going to ship their entire Olympic programs all over the country. How, how does that make sense? I just staying there to poach a couple of those type of schools seems intriguing. In the Big 12, I think the Big 10, some of these Midwest schools will be left behind. The Purdue's, the Indiana, you know, I mean, the Big the Big 10 West, essentially. Yeah. The Big 10 West is really going to kind of be left by the wayside. And might some of those schools want to get out? It just depends on how packed do you want to stay? Like, are we we operating how these other leagues are operating? Or are we operating under what traditionally makes college football great? Because to me... The regionality of conferences was a big part of what made it fun. So, like, if I'm designing a Pac-12, it's going to be pro- predominantly West-based, like probably no further east than Texas. Well, who are those West schools out there that you could add, though? UTSA. No that's coachable, right? It's probably UTSA and Rice are the most realistic. Yeah, and I don't know I mean, if they move the needle. I mean, you're adding nice markets, but not great schools. Not. Certainly not premium names. The West has kind of been poached already. I think you just take Hawaii and New Mexico and make it a 10-team league, drop Nevada and San Jose State. Then Pac-12 Network would be in play with everything, too. I mean, that IP is still alive if this goes down, I assume. Funny enough, I don't know if that's actually better than the Mountain West's infrastructure, just given the issues that they've had. Probably isn't. Yeah, it's... Kind of garbage. It's a weird spot, um... We had one more question here uh, from Joey about who who gets the San Diego State job. Does Boise go after Harson again? Cody Hawkins at Idaho State. Uh, Cody Hawkins is doing a phenomenal job with Idaho State. That's a really competitive program. He's definitely going to get an FBS job at some point. San Diego State is a really interesting spot. Maybe they go after Zach Arnett, who just got fired from Mississippi State. He's a Rocky Long disciple, was a longtime defensive coordinator there under Rocky Long. That'd be intriguing. I think at some point, though, you kind of have to, if you're San Diego State, 
try and lean into offense because the, the people are just not into San Diego State football right now. They got this gorgeous stadium. Nobody's coming. Hoke is retiring, but it okay. It's forced out. It's a good call. Good call on retirement, I think. Yeah, I mean, it was time. My preseason <laughs> yeah. bold prediction was that he wouldn't last the season, and that was somewhat true, not, not all the way because he didn't get fired, like I said. But, yeah, I, I would say Arnett's a name to keep an eye on, although he has had some negative PR across the country for how that whole thing played out, though I don't know how he was supposed to win given the weird circumstances there with Leach's passing and the timing of it all. Um, Cody Hawkins could be a name to keep on, an eye on. I don't think Carson is super realistic to go back to Boise State. I think he burned a lot of bridges on the way out, very similarly to McElwain at CSU. Um, but that is interesting. I was surprised to see them move on from Avalos at this time. But it kind of makes sense, right, with the way the recruiting calendar works now? Yeah, I mean, this is the time to make the move. It's also the coaching carousel. Yeah. Like, strike you, I mean, A&M and Mississippi State have already come open. You need to kind of get in line and start hiring that hiring committee and like get your ducks in a row because the last thing you want is to be on the other side of things, being late to fire a coach or have your coach be poached as a DC somewhere else or what have you. And now you're really in trouble. You're really behind the eight ball. And I mean, we saw it at, at CU with Carl Durrell. Like that is yeah. the worst spot to be in. It's a good point. And we're going to talk more about that Nevada matchup. We're going to give our picks for the weekend, updated Mountain West power rankings. Buying tickets should not be stressful with game time. It doesn't have to be. They've got all kinds of deals, including up to an hour into the event. You can see the view from your seat before you buy it, so you don't have to worry about anything like that. Make sure you download the game time app. Use the code DNVR. You can save $20 off your first purchase. Take the guesswork out of buying tickets with Game Time. Again, use that code DNVR for $20 off your first purchase. Terms do apply. Oh, man. Good prices on Vikings Broncos right now. Those went down from what they were earlier in the week. It's a great time to get on Game Time. Probably Always find is. a good deal for CSU tickets against Nevada Final as home well. game, yeah. yeah 27 bucks day. is the cheapest you can find. I mean, row, you know, 126 uh, student section. You can, I mean, the prices are really good here. I was actually seeing, like, courtside tickets to select college hoops games. Nah. Not too you bad. think. Yeah. Like, doable, man. All right. Doable. I like it. Live yeah. the high life, man. Yes. Get a Breck beer while you're there. Check out Breckenridge Brewery. You can find the Breck beer locator at breckbrew.com. They've been doing it for 33 years. It all comes down to their love and passion for making good beer. Um, I am a big avalanche amber ale guy. You can't go wrong with Mountain Beach Sour. A oh, little good. taste of summer in the winter. The Mountain Beach you brought, you brought Justin, such a great guy. He brought me and Jake and Yaya, also Mountain Beach. And he happened to time it right on the weekend where I had a bunch of family visiting. Had one, they were gone. Uh, <laughs> so. The, the endorsement is uh, across the table right there. Nectar of the Gods, my friend. Nectar okay. of the Gods. Check it out at breckbrew.com. Find a liquor store, a grocery store, whatever near you that offers Breck's awesome variety. Uh, before we talk about this Nevada game, I do got to give you my DraftKings Pick of the Week. DraftKings Pick of the Week. What is it? 
I'm going UNLV Moneyline. They are taking down Air Force in the Springs. It's kind of a bull. I'm calling my shot oh, here. Oh, Justin. And it's, it's, I hate everything about it because it would not shock me at all if Air Force just oh. gets back to form. I don't know, man. They've got injuries. They, they were down to the third string quarterback at one point in that game against Hawaii. All of a sudden, they've got discipline issues. They're turning wow. the ball over, committing wow. penalties. And I think UNLV. They might just be the best team in the conference right now. They're certainly the hottest. Let's get into your power rankings. What a great segment. Hey, man, you're the guru here. I will just say before we get into those power rankings, at game time, you can also find Air Force UNLV tickets. Awesome I mean, game. That's, that's like the game of the weekend, man. That's a great one. Yeah, I mean, if you're not going to be in FOCO, I support supporting our guy Mo Camara, by the way, only senior on the team Come on, that Mo. has been here for his entire career. That is college football in 2023. Yeah, yeah, big time, big time. <laughs> All right, let's talk about the power rankings. You. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we'll start at the bottom. We'll work our way to the top. Didn't really work with how I tease that. But that's all right. In the bottom, the dweller. Whoa. The New Mexico Lobos. I was rooting yeah. for my guy, Danny Gonzalez. I will highly doubt that he's going to be back next year. Okay. It, it's a tough spot. Tough spot. Yeah. Hey, nice guys finished last. I guess that's that's where we're at. Sorry, Danny. Sorry, Danny. Uh, at 11, coming off their loss to CSU, we've got the San Diego State Aztecs. Weird to see them in this spot. It's crazy. It's like... I'm so hyped I got to do this football season with you on this show because it's the wildest Mountain West season I can remember in a long while. It's like, easily the really weirdest the league has ever been. It's awesome. The and these power great. rankings this week are the wildest <laughs> you've had all season. Not that I dis- like, yeah, just like no, it's just- knowing the history of these programs, knowing Mountain West football and seeing San Diego State at 11 and some of the teams in the top five is wild, and I love it. Love it. We've got Nevada at 10. I do think you can make an argument that San Diego State is a better team than Nevada, but they played, and Nevada beat them 6-0 in their own building. So <laughs> I'm giving the Wolfpack the edge, even though they've, lo- they've lost their last two games by double digits. That also- actually happened. Nevada beat San Diego State this season Six zero. I, Justin's like overcoming some illness. That was not a fever dream. He's <laughs> not like uh, speaking in tongues right now. What he is saying is factual information. What a world, man. What a world. Uh, slowly but surely, working their way back up. We've got Hawaii Dude. at nine. I didn't give them the credit for their win the week before. <laughs> I sure as hell did not oh. miss their win over Air Force. And not only, like, this wasn't a... Uh, Oh, they they snuck out and yep. you know kicked yep. a th- field goal late after getting a fluky turnover. They kicked their butt, end and it end. really wasn't that close. End to end, don't look now, but they're four and seven. The island is so back. It's it's the Godfather gift. Like just when I thought, you know, they I'm gonna butcher the line, but like just when I thought I was out, you pulled, pulled me, me back, back in. in. That's exactly right. That's the Hawaii Rainbow Warriors. Always Rainbow Warriors to me. Shout out Timmy Chang. You're my guy. Oh. Much love, Timmy. We're all oh, rooting man. for you, except for next week. Um, damn straight. Damn straight. Rooting here's where things, and this is where it's oh, been weird all man. year. 
I have CSU at eight at the moment, which one spot up from last week. They did get the win over San Diego State. Yep, yep. I do still have them below Wyoming at seven. Wyoming coming off of a really disheartening performing against UNLV. But I think with, again, the results do have to matter, especially if all things are relatively even. Wyoming has a winning record. There are a couple ways where they deserve the edge, just barely. And then you have Boise above both Wyoming and CSU. Yeah, this again, this is where it got really weird. Like, CSU has the head-to-head. They do. You could also make an argument that it's a fairly fluky victory. It still Talk counts about the same. A fever dream. Flu- fluky like, wins still count the same. It's much like do. the the Broncos Bills game. You can poke all the holes in it you want. Still counts. Still a dub. Never and apologize. Here's what I'll say about that win: CSU, no doubt, the more well-rounded, diversified offensive squad, and that paid off in that fourth quarter comeback. No, it that absolutely was the didn't. difference. Was Boise could just run they were just genty and csu had other ways they had other gears to go to and that's how they won it's the conference record that's going to boost boise up in the end um they can they still have a small path to the mountain west championship game i mean they're four and two they've been playing better as of late and uh i mean they sunned wyoming they were very competitive with fresno they beat San Jose State, and they were right there with the Rams. Hard to argue that they're not. I'm also going to give them the, the six spot. Essentially, the what's happening with the Raiders? The my old coach was an asshole boost when you get him out of the Ooh, building. Andy Avalos got a new coach. Spencer Danielson, very popular at that program, well respected DC. I actually like Boise's chances of winning this game and Logan a lot more without Andy Avalos now that Danielson's the guy, although still a really tough game, and we'll get to that in just a second when we wrap up with our picks. That's the ball-knowers advice right there. Okay, five? Five, we're going Utah State. Yeah. Uh, the explosiveness of that offense is on par with anything in the conference. Defense is a little bit up and down, but uh, credit where it's due. I, I sick. I've called Utah State fluky in the past. At this point, it's been sustained enough that I don't think that's fair of me to say. Highly, highly entertaining. It's why we love college football, man, because if you don't love this stuff, I see you arguing online about bull eligibility. doesn't matter. Do we care? People laughing about ah, every team can get bull eligible. Utah State's 5-5. Five and five. Awesome story. Awesome team to watch. Highly entertaining. They're on late night when, uh, you know, we're down to two, three interesting games by that point. They're one of the te- they're one of the teams that get in the rotation that we're flipping back and forth to. It's why we love this GD sport. It's the best. Utah State, such a fun story. Boy, was that second half hard to watch against the Rams. God, I hated myself then. Oh, that was brutal. Yeah, absolutely brutal. But credit CSU because I do think, again, Talking about resiliency and competitive stamina. Stamina. I don't know why I can't say that word. Yeah, today. that's your kryptonite. I know stamina. <laughs> <laughs> stamina. There he is. There's our guy. Uh, <laughs> Air Force at four. Um, ooh, good question, Joey B. Worst press box in the Mountain Which, West. Oh, oh, he's. I thought we were talking about a school, and he was like, is that the worst? He's just asking, worst opening the floor to you. (sighs) Probably Wyoming. It's really old. 
The view's not bad. Utah State, the view is kind of obstructed. Um, yeah, screw you, Wyoming. Yeah, yeah, you heard it. Yeah, suck it, Wyoming. Shots fired, Laramie. Wyoming's uh, one of the few I've been to that's not CSU. It's fine. Like, they're all complaints. fine. Um, New Mexico's is a little old. There's just a lot of old stadiums in the league is what it comes down to. One CSU's of these press box, fly you absolutely out the best. Hawaii. You heard him. That's people. right. That's right. Let's just get to a bowl. I'll, I'll settle for Albuquerque. Can we get just JTM to Albuquerque for God's sakes? Will the universe <laughs> allow it? Can I get a bowl game? Do it, please. Air Force at four. Uh, Lowest they've been all season? Easily. Yeah. They had not been lower than yeah. three. Uh, yeah. They had been two, at least two or higher, I think, since week two. They're down bad, as the kids say. They are down bad, and I've got them losing this week as well. Um, oh, man. Really interesting spot. Both Wyoming and Air Force fans in our DNVR Discord. And by the way, another great time to become a DNVR member. You can talk with me in our college Discord where you're talking all the time, watching college football, a lot of Black Mountain West Friday's fans in there. It's coming. It's coming. I, I noticed that there are some Air Force fans and Wyoming fans that both feel very similar that they've kind of reached this ceiling with their respective coaches. And there's a part of me... That's like, I'm oh, telling you, man. that grass ain't always greener. One in 19 in the last 20 rivalry games will have you guys changing your perspective real quick. Yep. But uh, where, where are you at with that? Because Calhoun does, I mean, we joked about it all year. They do have this stretch every single year. And it's for three years in a row, this team has been good enough to win the Mountain West. And they've just shot themselves in the foot. Yeah. And Wyoming, it's very similar. Like they're always gonna win seven, eight games. They're always gonna be in the mix. They're seemingly always gonna win the bronze boot, but they don't win the games that matter outside of that. I mean, what is the realistic ceiling for these programs? Well, that's the question. Like, what do you how high do you these aim coaches, for? right? Because pre-Craig Bull, I never thought of Wyoming as even realistically being a program that can aspire to what they've been the last five years. No, you got to go back like to the nineties. And, and then other than that, it's like the seventies yeah, and sixties. Jeez. I'm seeing Logan Wilson's coming back and Josh Allen's on like, when's the last time they had this many pros? I mean, that people actually gave a shit about Wyoming. Like I was at a Wyoming pro day with NFL network, ESPN, Five NFL head, like that wasn't happening before Craig Bull. And this is a guy who at the FCS level was doing stuff. Troy Calhoun, Troy, uh, in my old age, Tory Troys are giving me a hell of a time. It's like, it's like stamina. Tyler Taylor. That's another one. Like, oh shit, I'm, I'm, I'm dead on a Tyler Taylor. Um, Matt, you know, like which is the dad, you know, uh, Calhoun is a, a Shanahan disciple who's won Super Bowls as an OC in the NFL and or at least gone to Super Bowls and also has the triple option in his bag and has shown you a consistent record of winning at a service academy. With all kinds of recruiting hurdles. Which we remind you is where guys like Bill Parcells and Bill Belichick and Coach K, like service academies historically have produced really good coaches. And I mean, should Air Force aspire to every other year be ranked nationally to be always in the top four, top five of the Mount West? It's pretty good. Like what they have done is pretty good. That's all I'm like, I, 
to the like, fans that I'm are not frustrated sure and want better more, than that. I'm not no. sure Army's better well, than that. Those are bigger brands. That's the big gripe is that Calhoun has had some struggles in He's those Service some, Academy well, games. Yeah, when you're going to bank it out, triple option on triple option, six to eight games, it's good. that'll happen sometimes. But those are the games to Air Force. I Cadets that I matter more. Of course. They can go course. two and ten, but if they win those two, it's a good year. Of course. That's the thing. I mean, in fact, I was surprised watching the Navy game that they were like, oh, yeah, and Air Force is the defending whatever the... Commander-in-chief. Yeah, yeah. I was like, oh, shit. I actually, I swore it'd been a while since they'd won that. They haven't done it a ton. That's the one thing yeah. that he, they, he really is not... But they literally it. won it last year. Yeah. Just, just so we're clear. And you're coming <laughs> off of multiple 10-win seasons. You have a chance to pull out another one, depending on how you finish down the stretch. Yeah, no, from a from an uh, outside observer, someone who has to follow the teams in the state, um, what I would give for a Wyoming and Air Force's track record the last 10 Tell years. Tell you what, as a CSU fan, please, please move on from Calhoun and Bull, Wyoming and Air Force, please. You know, I root for all teams the entire state. In fact, I don't appreciate the... Uh, Trying to take mines away from <laughs> from the Armac, Armac forever, baby. Don't don't weaken us now. Um, like if you could give the Buffs what Air Force has done and the Rams what Wyoming's done, we would sign in blood right now. Ah, it's just it's it's one of those. It's very easy to lose track of perspective. It's very easy to you know well, not appreciate what you have. Yeah, and it's like what's the next step? Both exactly. those programs are like duking it out for Mount West titles well, and, if you're and like Wyoming, playing let's into say, your six bowls. Like, let's say you move sure on from realistic. bowl, you hire like a Brennan Marion, the UNLV OC who's getting a lot of love nationally. He's gone in two years if he wins. Like you have guys that are going to win, have you competitive on a year to year basis, and they're going to stick around. And that's, that's an underrated point. thing, that especially when you're in the Springs and Laramie. Uh, that's my thoughts on Tremendous it. Much love point. to. Everybody in the comment section, as well as yeah. our DNVR members who I've been debating this with in the Discord, come awesome and DNVR members. Uh, we've got Fresno State at three. Yep. These two had been at the top all year long. It's happening though. They're sliding. Yeah, yeah. I've I've been saying it for a few weeks. I'm starting. To, I was starting to. You feel were early like on the fade, Fresno. Fresno was uh, still riding a bit of the rep from last year, and uh, San Jose State humbled them nice. That's who we've got at uh, number two. So we got Fresno three, San Jose State two. Uh, San Jose State now four and two in the Mountain West. They hadn't blown the game against Boise, which they had a double-digit lead in. They'd be sitting real nice. But they closed the year here with a couple of really big games. They could potentially sneak their way into the title game, but Crazy. they got to beat San Diego State this weekend. And then next week, we're potentially set up with Whoa. San Jose State UNLV for a title game appearance. All-timer. Oh, my gosh. That's going to be incredible. Next week is like the best week. It's gonna be so fun. Ever. I wish Black I was gonna Friday be in Hawaii, games, but it's the shit. at the same time, like there's a part of me that's no. just so stoked for Thursday, Friday, Saturday. Oh. I've got college basketball games. CSU potentially gonna be playing Creighton in Kansas City. We'll see what happens there. It's the best, man. Yeah, games all day. I mean, this this is my shit. This is my best time of year. And uh, number one, first time this season, I cannot believe I am saying this. The UNLV running Rebels are the best football team in the Mountain West right now. No doubt. No I mean, doubt. They, are, they are multiple offensively. Maeve at quarterback has really impressed me with his decision-making. They are physical defensively. They've got an identity under Barry Odom. I hope 
to God that Barry Oden stays at UNLV because I think it's really fun to have this story, but I think he's gone, unfortunately, because this has been one of the most remarkable turnarounds I have ever seen. We'll see, man. Um, but it's a great time for UNLV to be playing like this. It's a great time for the program. It's a great time to have that that Las Vegas market feeling good about their Rebels uh, when you're, you know, exploring potential expansion and reverse I mean, it's uh, merger. This is huge. It's awesome. If you're UNLV, you're it's probably awesome. super pissed awesome. because if you could have had this five years ago, you probably would have been one of the teams that got picked up by the Big 12 when all this was happening just because Vegas is having such a sports resurgence. The football story is off the charts. It's, it's really cool. I will say that Marcus Arroyo did have that team like right on the edge the last couple of years, so much so that I was surprised they actually fired him after last year. He did walk into a a better spot than some of these other first-year coaches. It wasn't like a total teardown yeah. rebuild, yeah. and he did a good job of filling some holes with the portal. Uh, regardless, though, like I- I'm not nitpicking this in any way or form. It's an awesome story. It's cool to see. Shout-out to UNLV, making the Mountain West proud. It's awesome. Um Let's get through these picks, and then let's, let's get out of let's, here. I'll, let's, I'll let's. talk more about Nevada on a podcast tomorrow. We've still got time. Uh, we've already gone pretty long here. Hawaii at Wyoming. Wyoming, 13.5-point favorites against the Warriors. That's a pretty big spread for a Wyoming team coming off of a real stinker. No, in fact, this feels very much like a the book knows something. This is San Jose State being favored over Fresno and uh-huh. the people that hadn't watched the Spartans being like, what are you talking about? Yep, yep, yep. Also, Anytime, Hawaii coming off of the big win, like classic letdown opportunity. You know what? what Texas Tech last year, only a three-point dog to Kansas. You That, that line was off by a touchdown. They beat them outright. Um, and yet... I'm walking into the trap. Give me Wyoming. I think they cover this. I think Clash of Styles. Um, and the book's begging you. So, yeah, no, Wyoming, 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 Wyoming. I'm with you. Uh, Wyoming at home is a different team than Wyoming on the road. And you could say the same thing about Hawaii. And letdown coming off the big upset totally. on the island. You know, now you got to go to Wyoming. You this pull off time this of one. Year. Be. Sweating a little real. bit more going You're into that real. CSU Hawaii yeah. game, which already inherently feels wonky. 10 p.m. kickoff, Mountain Time, not locally, but it's just a it's a wonky spot. <coughs> um, UNLV. Yeah, UNLV at this is Air your Force. Pick of the week. This is my DraftKings pick of the week, so I'm taking UNLV outright. Where are you at? Do the Falcons figure it out at home? It's such a terrible spot for UNLV, if you ask me. You're catching the Air Force at their most vulnerable, at their most motivated, at their, like, we have nothing to lose, and yet their entire season's in front of them with this matchup at home, clash of styles. I think Air Force gets it done. I like it. We need we need a little bit of back and forth yeah, here. Yeah, we do. We do. That's uh, true. Utah State hosting Boise State. Boise State, three-and-a-half-point favorites. They're giving them the Spencer Danielson boost as well, which was something I talked about. I'm going to go Boise, but I I feel very nervous about it. What's the Broncos running back situation? New coach game scares me, man. Gianti, from what I've seen, is like questionable. It's an overs game. 
it's an overs game at home. I'll take the road dog, Utah State. But Boise terrifies me. That's a team with everything in front of them, despite all the adversity they're facing. Very weirdly, still have a chance to make the Mountain West title game. Four and two. Four we'll and see two. what happens there. Uh, they need to win at least one of these next two to make a bowl, though. They could no. still miss bowl eligibility outright or make the title game. That's how weird the Mountain West is this year. Yeah. San Jose State, 14 and a half point favorites against the Aztecs at home. May, San Diego State defensively maybe could do enough to kind of hang this around a little bit here. But I'm saying stick a fork in the Aztecs. They're done. This is a Spartans team that is rolling right now. Give me Cordero and the Aztecs to cover this big spread. We're going to agree Spartans. on this one. We're going to agree on this one. Uh, Clash of Styles, San Jose State, Hummin. They've got a different gear. It's one of the first easy matchups they've had in a long while. And I think they'll enjoy being able to just beat up on an inferior opponent. Any worry about a trap game out. with UNLV on the the outlook, you know? Definitely. It's trying to look Always. ahead a little bit. Always. San Jose. San We're both Jose. taking San We're Jose. We're both on the... Oh, yeah, I know. Um, San Jose. We're in. Fresno State, 13 and a half point favorites over the Lobos. Some big spreads. New Mexico, a team that's really up and down. They have these frisky moments, and they get me to start to believe they've run the ball well. Dylan Hopkins at QB has played decent. They've got some guys... Tavion Combs in the secondary is a DB I like this a lot. Might be 23 and a half. Is it really? Uh-huh. Oh, that makes more sense. That does make a yeah. lot more sense. Yeah. All right. Um, and I'd hammer Fresno State. If I liked Fresno State at 13 and a half, I love them at 23 and a half. That's Vegas knows. That's such a gambler's uh, you know, adage. 13 and a half was stinky. It was like, oh boy, spidey sense, alarm, alarm, alarm. <laughs> 23 and a half. No, go easy. Fresno gets to take out some frustration after a, you know, frustrating last couple weeks. They get, it's a get right game. Mm-hmm. CSU, 11 and a half point favorites against Nevada. Yeah. It's a larger spread than I expected. I know. Where you at? Um, I mean, at home, they should beat them. They're like, I love the Rams outright. And I think I love them to cover. I think there's enough former players. There's enough like, we know what's coming. We're ready for it. What we're for- focused on is winning this to then set up getting bowl eligibility at Hawaii. Biggest game for the program in a, in a while. Long time. Yeah. Um, but that doesn't happen if you don't take care of business against Nevada. I think under also intriguing. I think fewer possessions, lean on that run game, close it out early, under 48, and give me the Rams. Give me the Rams as well. Is this a game where you maybe, if you like CSU to cover, you try and buy an extra point or two and see if you can get plus money and just be like, CSU's going to roll? Or do you trust that? Might go the other way, honestly. Try to buy it down? Yeah. I worry about how emotional, how much emotional stakes are in this game. It's a good question. I mean, Ken Wilson probably coaching for his job. How much does the Wolfpack care about that? I don't know. I don't know. It's a double-edged sword. Uh, Taylor, I will go through the players tomorrow who it's their last home game, but just shouting out a couple of them. Bo Camara, Chicky, um... 
couple of the offensive linemen they brought in that are transfers. Though some of those guys have another year, like Drew Moss. Uh, Gardner, I think, technically has another year, but I need to confirm that. Uh, probably graduating, but I think he'll probably come back. I need to confirm that uh, as well. So shout out to everybody for tuning in. Um, we went a little long on the power rankings this week and, and some it. of the realignment talk, but that's the story. I mean, that was the yeah. biggest story of the day. Plenty of time to focus on CSU Nevada more tomorrow. Um, looking like it's not going to be Brendan Lewis, the former CU quarterback. It's going to be... Oh, no. Yeah, they, they pulled... He stinks. Yeah, he's just not been good. It's going to be AJ bad. Bianco, who got the start last week. Um, we'll see what happens. Drew Watts, Emily Johnson defensively, some guys on Nevada to keep an eye on. Rams lead 13-5 all-time. They're 8-1 against Nevada in Fort Collins. Coincidentally, only lost to the Jay Norvell Wolfpack in Steve Adazio's last game. <sighs> wow. Which feels... It's only two years ago. That feels like it was like 15 years ago. Yeah, that feels like a gazillion years ago. We'll see. Big game for the Rams. See if they can summon the 1974 vibes when they beat Nevada 66-17 in the first ever game. It feels like 74. It does feel like 74. Let's get those vibes going. (laughs) (laughs) Much love, everybody. Thank you for tuning in. I'm glad I was able to get through this without coughing too much. That's right. Um, Say the line. Come on. Always proud to be. Come on. Peace. Let's go. Scummy like Martin Scarelli Turn jam into jelly Then drink it like juice But water's the truth So I sip on that too Skinny looking kid With no car keys Like the only thing I drive Is RCRV's got the stash Like Steve Harvey Oh I'm gnarly